Welcome to the music with Greg Tilston and Kareem Kanji. This is the pre-show. The pre-show. Sponsored by Radical Road Brewery. Is it brewery or brewing? Radical Road Brewing Co., I believe. Brewing Co. Well, according to their Instagram, that right over there, Radical Road Brewing Co. Actually, Radical underscore road underscore brewing underscore co. Right here in the heart of Leslieville at 1177 Queen Street East. Do you have that memorized now? In Toronto. No, I need to oh. just take a quick you could have You could have totally taken credit for that, said you did. I don't like lying. So, the big announcement this week. Is what? For a concert. Concert. Rage Against the Machines. With Run the Jewels. Run the... Where have I heard that name? Run the Jewels. All right, cool. So, you going? Uh, I'm thinking of selling my second child to go, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking now, maybe... Are they still raging? Does Rage Against the Machine still rage? Are they senior citizens now? <laughs> are they boomers? Like, how old are these guys that they, are, that they continue to rage? I don't know how old they are. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to... Like, will yes. they be sitting on chairs? I can't imagine. Raging? I cannot imagine at all. I think they will be absolutely crushing it. So you're going after uh, you sell know. your second I don't know. 170 child. bucks a ticket starting at, from what I understand. Where are they playing? Uh, Scotiabank. Scotiabank at the bank. They're playing at the vault. They're playing at the Scotiabank at King & Young. Oh, that's a good branch. No. They're open six days a week. <laughs> No, you're thinking of the TD. Was that TD? Uh, that's TD. That's seven days a week. Are they? TD yeah, is I guess some are. TD is seven days. Yeah. So what, what's your next concert you're going to? Um, grandson, I think. Okay. I think we're going to see Grandson early I have not heard February, of them. early March. They're an up-and-coming band? No. I bet you they're Well, he's a, a, um, he. He? Uh, American-Canadian songwriter. A okay. uh, great music. They he played with, um, or he and his band played with some forty one at Echo Beach in the summer. Okay, cool. And what kind of music? What kind of sound? Different, different. I like the different, different genre. Yeah, it's um, it can be heavy. It can be melodic. It can break down. It can. It's. Really cool. Nice. I know. I can't really describe it because it's just, it's very different. Nice. Are you going to the uh, Orphan George release party? I received a calendar invite from my wife this afternoon. It's in March to next be going. month. To be going? To be going? Yeah, I know. So I'm <laughs> excellent command of the English language at the moment. Um, yeah, I think we're going to be going down to that. Nice. So where is it? Where is it taking place again? I didn't see where. Opera House is it? I don't know. I didn't even see where. All I saw was an invite from Kelly. So go check it out. Go search Orphan George on uh, your favorite search engine. Mine being Yahoo. Is Yahoo a search? I thought engine you were anymore? more of an Ask Jeeves kind Ask, of guy. I used to be. I used to be an Ask Jeeves person. Alta Vista. <laughs> let's let's go back. Is Firefox a search engine? No, Firefox is a browser. Is a browser? Are you in technology? Nope. I'm in advertising. 
not technology. <laughs> Just because I'm brown does not mean <laughs> I, didn't, I, was, I am in I will, technology. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello. Whoa. All right. I was not expecting you there. No. Did you watch the uh, Oscars? I did. Yes? I did. What did you think of Eminem? I don't know where that came from. Oh, so you don't you don't know the story? Oh, I know the story. I like I know the story, but at the time you're watching it, it's like if it was the 20th anniversary, or the 10th anniversary, or, or the, the 15th, or the 25th, yeah. or the 50th what of was, him winning the award, it was like 17, 17 years. But it was the first rap song to win a a what is it? An Oscar? Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I think the Oscars did a really good job of taking up taking every playbook and completely ripping it up and starting from scratch. I thought it was hmm. very well done. I thought it was one of the best Oscars I've seen in a very long time. Yet one of the least watched Oscars in Canada. Was it really? Yeah. It's one of the least watched. How about in the U.S.? Oscars. I don't live there. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> but um, here's what I don't like about these award shows. Go ahead. Is that they force the performers to lip sync. You think Billie Eilish was lip syncing? Yeah. I mean, everybody was. I, I, I didn't. Hmm. Do you know that definitively? Um, so Eminem was lip syncing. Um, Elton John was lip syncing. Um, that other guy who played on the piano before all of those guys. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was lip syncing. He was good. I have he was a good lip syncer. <laughs> yeah, they were all lip syncing. And apparently that's the thing because they want it to be perfect. So they record it. And then they record like a live version of it and then get them to lip sync over and the then they, live yeah. sounding version of it. Yeah. Because yeah. they want it to be perfect. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I hate it when, it, it, like, even at, you know, sporting events or whatever, when they do that, that sucks. But, like, the national. It's their anthem? property. No, like when they have bands like. Yeah, like at, I like don't halftime or pre-show or like yeah, when the, when the Beaches know. played the Grey Cup, they played live. Yeah, as far as I know, and it sounded great. But again, the Beaches are great, so yeah. But I'm wondering if that was, yeah, Grey Cup doesn't have the budget to uh, <laughs> to pre-tape. Ouch! So that was probably live. Ouch! That was probably live, or maybe it was just off of the uh, off of the, off of the cassette or CD. Did you see uh, Justin Bieber on Saturday Night Live? I did not. I'm curious if there was a band backing him up. He was just dancing in. Was he the musical act? He was. Yes, he was the musical yeah. act. I don't know what I think of Justin Bieber. I, guess <laughs> I, I, I can't help you with that. He's, he's, I guess he's a good pop artist. Right? He's very popular. I hear the kids like him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Bieber guy. But you really like Billie Eilish. I do like Billie Eilish. I think Billie Eilish is. What's that? The new, bad, fresh, bad guy. Bad guy. That bad guy's one of the songs. That's yeah. a really cool song. Yeah, it's it's almost like. What is it? It's it has um, not the sound, but the way the song goes. Like it's it's two songs put together, which is uh, similar to like what Guess Who or Bachmann or Overdrive have done on a number of their songs. Or Queen has done with Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that song. Yeah, yeah, it's poppy, it's catchy. I remember hearing it and, and thinking, it's "Good." I remember hearing it and thinking, 
man, the songwriters behind her and the producers behind her <laughs> must be absolutely phenomenal. Well, her, and then I found out that her brother and sister. she wrote it with her brother. And I thought, okay, well, the production behind it, like the producers, must be unbelievable. And then I found out she and her brother recorded in his bedroom, and I was like, Now, does he have oh, some experience? Okay. Uh, like, did yeah, I hear they've that? They've both been playing for a number of years. This isn't yeah. like, you know, this, she's, she's not brand new to the scene. She's no. been recording and playing for years, yeah. as has he. Um, from what I understand, and this doesn't take away from any credit to, sure. you know, their, her, their parents are in the industry in some way or something. I don't know they're, yeah. I don't know what they do, but sure. uh, I understand they're in the industry. So, you know, they, uh, for, uh, I'm going to guess based on what I understand that they've grown up around music. Yeah, they understand um, what but, could be good. But to do that, to pull off what they did yeah. out of at a very the production age. by two of them in a bedroom, like, that's just mind-blowing So me. what was that, that singer that came out of, was it New Zealand a few years ago? Lord. Lord. People were saying the same thing. Yeah. About Lord, like, oh my God, a fresh voice. Yeah. This is awesome. Where is she now? Well, she released, uh, she's released music since. I'm, yeah. Uh, her... her, her, her is it sophomore? Freshman, sophomore? I don't know. We're not American, yeah. so... Anyway. Her second album was really good. Um, she had a hit off of that second yeah, album. Yeah, I think... I, I think, it was a good you song. Know, it got some, some good airplay. Yeah. But it wasn't the smash hit. No. That that first one was. Which is really hard. And I don't know where I read it, but or if I heard it somewhere, but... Like, for most bands, their first record is awesome. Yeah. And it's... I heard someone say they have their whole life to really have experiences and then write songs. And then the second album is that much harder because it's like, sure. oh shoot. All of a sudden you have a year and a half to, yeah. Yeah. to figure You're touring, you're playing, you're, cover, you're, you're yeah. supporting the first album and then the record label is like, okay, hard. get in and do your second. Yeah. yeah. Like there are some awesome bands that have amazing albums after their first one and those are like the classics. Those are, These are like bands that hang around and stick around and can tour yeah. forever but it's hard when you've when you just got that first album and maybe a couple of songs after and then it's like hey, what the heck do we do now yeah depends on the material too that was written for the first album and what didn't make the cut right yeah yeah, like, yeah. alright well this has been the pre-show with uh, Greg Tilston and Kareem Kanji go check us out at welcome to the music dot com on Ask Jeeves, or Yahoo, or Bing. Bing! Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Hello, I'm Owen Barney. I'm a singer from here in Toronto. Uh, Welcome to the music. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me by. Yeah. Hey, no worries. You just played on Friday at the Special Olympics. Yes, sir. It was the Fundraising. Motion Ball Gala here in Toronto. How was that? Very cool. Oh, it was awesome. I'd never actually... This is the first time I'd ever done anything with the organization. And okay. it, it's, it's fun to go out and have a crowd like that who 
just loves the music. Everyone was dancing. It was a good time, and it was a nice evening, you know, hearing everyone speak and all that and learning more about what Motion Ball is actually about. So it was a fun night. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Listen, I have to. you're a young kid. I have to ask you, maybe because I'm naive about what, what young kids are into these days, <laughs> but how did you... Your sound is country, it's country music, is what you play. Yes, yep. sir. How did you get into that? Well, I people ask me that question all the time, and my answer is usually it's. I, I feel like it comes from my mom. My mom's from Alberta, so okay. growing up, she you know she came here when she was, I think she was about twenty years old or something. But you know, her whole life she's listened to country music, and she kind of passed that on to me. So every time I got in the car in the morning, going to school, stuff like that, it was. Tim McGraw, Garth Brooks, that kind of thing. So that's where I kind of got my first taste for it, and I've just fell in love with it. So, so did you grow up in Toronto as well? Like, yeah, I've lived in the same house since I was born. Jeez, oh, okay, wow. Yes, sir. I'm st- still there. Nice. That is awesome. Listen, I, I feel very uncomfortable when you call me sir. <laughs> I keep on looking over my shoulder whether you're talking to Greg. Greg is a sir. Really? Oh, or t- wow. Or if you're talking to my dad, who might be <laughs> some, somewhere somewhere behind me. So country music, were you, did your mom play as well? Uh, no, did her dad family did, play? though. Okay. Yeah, so her dad and her sister are both singers, so I, okay. every time we kind of had family get-togethers and stuff, when yeah. we'd go out west, that is, yeah. you, those two would be sitting on the floor playing guitar and singing, and I'd just sit there and watch, and then yeah. when I was finally old enough to play, I played as much as I could, and I'd play with them any chance I got, and that's kind of how I got into it. Okay, how old were you when you played your first guitar? Well, I was... About six when I found my dad's guitar, because my, I guess my dad does play. He doesn't really play. He knows yeah. like three or four chords. <laughs> he pretends to play. Well, that's all you need, right? Three or four chords. Three or four chords. You write a song. There you go. Yeah. But I, he showed me those few chords. So that's kind of when I first actually learned my first few chords. The first few chords he taught me were "Helpless" by Neil Young, and those were the only ones he knew. Um, so oh, I'm just, you just, you just you one over cream. Just you just stop one in. Yeah. This interview's over. Oh you're happy. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Helpless by Neil Young. There you go. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into it. And they finally bought me my first guitar when I was about eight. Yeah. And I played that as much as I could. And then when I was... Was it like a legit guitar? Or was it one of those toy ones? It was It was a Yamaha guitar. So I was like, this is, this is legit enough. But it was still small. It was At eight little, years old, sure. Yeah, I mean, it fit me just fine. I couldn't really play the big guitar; it was a little too hard. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I played with that for like five years, maybe, and then finally got a real guitar. Were you just playing song? Were you just learning songs and just playing some of your favorites? What What were you doing for those few few years when well, you so first bef- started playing? My My neighbor had this guitar teacher, and I wanted to, to start taking guitar lessons so badly. Um, and so my parents went next door and they said, you know, would you teach my son? And he'd seen me outside in the front yard playing ball hockey with the boys or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm not teaching that kid. He's way too small. Oh, way, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we asked him a few. We waited a few months. We asked him again. My parents were like, and I've been teaching myself a few things here and there. Yeah. And uh, my dad showed me what he knew. And then finally, my, the guitar teacher agreed to come over and take a look at me. Yeah. Um, and I played him kind of what I knew. And all he said was, don't let your dad teach you anything else. Uh, <laughs> quit teaching yourself, yeah. and yeah. I will come and teach you. Oh, wow. So uh, I started taking lessons with him when I was about eight, almost nine, and he's still one of my best friends today. I don't really take lessons anymore, but he's like, you know, he's like 68 or something. What's he's his name? Nick. Nick Palakar. Shout out to Nick. Nick, my guy. Love that man. <laughs> um, but yeah, he taught me everything I know on guitar, and ever since then, I've just been 
picking away. Nice. When did you, like, did it ever dawn on you that, okay, I think this is what I'm going to do. This is my job sort of thing. Like, at, at what point, maybe you haven't hit that. I don't know. Like, what point did you go, okay, I'm a musician? I, I don't know if I kind of sat down and thought of it like that. It's pretty much ever since I started playing guitar, that's just what I did. You know, I, when I was... 13, I played my first show at like a restaurant. We, oh, yeah? Yeah, so my family's got a cottage up in the Muskoka area, mm. and all the restaurants around there, I just do my best to play. So we knew the people who owned one of them kind of well, just from going there pretty much every day. Um, and we said, you know, what would you think of me playing for, you know, a couple hours or whatever? And they stuck me by the door. Nobody was really listening or anything, but it was a good experience. And ever since then, I just got as many gigs as I possibly could, and I kind of just fell into it. And then at one of those gigs up there, my record label happened to see me, and I started working with them, and here I am. Did you ever, did you ever think back then, like, someday I'm going to play Boots and Hearts? And, like, like, that's pretty spectacular. That, I never thought of Boots and Hearts, but... Yeah. I've and I don't always, mean just specifically Boots and Hearts, but you know what I mean? Like, I've, you've made it when you're playing that kind of venue. No, exactly. I've always, I've always dreamed of playing in front of people that aren't just, you know... Sitting, having dinner, and <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, that's all yeah. I ever did till I was like 15, 16, until I finally started getting shows where, you know, there are actually a few people out there to come see me. And watch you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's the best feeling in the world, so. Was there ever a stage fright? Like, did you, or were you, your personality was outgoing? No, I've, every time, I'm still scared to get up there. I have, I have no problem getting up there and singing, but I actually, I hate, like, talking in front of people so when it comes to you know even introducing a song that stuff actually makes me nervous but yeah. the playing i'm fine with and that's one of the ever since i was started even you know when i was 13 playing my first show i was scared to death wow. what do you what do you do to deal with that kind of just you know every now and then you'll throw up or something before the show yeah. like like before boots and hearts that's what i did kind of <laughs> honestly it makes you feel way better when you do that yeah um but you just kind of deal with it. You yeah. just get up and get at her. And after you sing the first song, once you hear a few people clap, then you're thinking, okay, they're actually into it. So yeah. this cool. is fun. And every time it's fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I always, always found, whether back when I was a musician playing live, but even now when I get up in front of a crowd to speak, I'm like, God, I'm totally nervous. I'm yeah. in the washroom. You know, getting, and I just, what I would find myself doing is just trying to bundle that up. And then get on stage and just go blah. Yeah, and just, just throw it, it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, I find when I get on stage, I just you're so nervous when you get up there. Once you're up there, kind of just like I don't know how to explain it, but I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just you kind of just go with the flow and it feels good. So you play this one gig in Muskoka and your future record label. Yeah. There, did you like? So did you know that hey, there's some people coming to watch you? No, no, Nothing. I had no idea. This. So tell me about that. Tell me about that day, that experience, that that set. So I was sitting there. It was in. It was like a kind of a hotel. It was. I was playing in the lobby. Yeah. I played there every now and then. You know, I'd go and sit down for three or four hours or whatever, and just play pretty okay, much every yeah. song I know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's the Marriott. Do you know the Marriott up there and on you Lake Rosso? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was playing, and he was staying there with his girlfriend and his daughter, and. Just came up to him and was like, hey, told me who I was. You know, my name's Jamie Appleby from Wax Records. Uh, I'd love to, you know, have a chat. So I kind of, you know, gave him my email and all that, and he got in touch. And I worked with them for about three months or so, and then I signed, and it was 
man. That, when he came up to me that day, that was like the most exciting thing. Because it, it was unbelievable, right? Like, what am I doing here playing this show? I had no idea somebody would come and yeah. say I work, own a record label, you know? I'm sure it's validation for you too, right? For the work and yeah. the effort. And yeah, it's just nice, especially at shows like that when you're not sure if people are really listening. When someone like that comes up and says, you know, I was listening, then that yeah, was yeah. good. Yeah. Know? That's almost like, you know, when you go to a hotel, they're like, there's a guy behind the piano just playing. Exactly. Just a- That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Hmm. That's really, really cool. When were you writing your own original music at that time as well? I was trying to write my own music okay. at that point. <laughs> it wasn't that good. And then I started working with them and they would kind of give me people to write with. And that's in the last you know, three years, I've gotten much, much better at writing songs. And now it's, you know, I'm writing songs pretty much every day at this point. And so what is that process? I've always been curious about what the writing process is. Are you writing lyrics almost like poetry and then the music layers on top or does music come first? Like, What is your approach? I, For me, I'd, I'd say it's probably different for most people, but for me, I'll always start with playing guitar. I, you know, I, I didn't sing at the same time I started playing guitar. I played guitar for about five years before I started singing. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll, and I've always loved, you know, coming up with chord progression, stuff like that. So that's what I'll start with, and then I'll get a melody in my head and kind of hum along and then kind of then just put words to it yeah. depending on what i'm thinking about or feeling at that time or i'll maybe ha- come up with an idea first it changes every now and then but i'll come up with an idea and i'll always write maybe i'm like driving somewhere stopped at a red light or something i'll either record something on my phone if i have an idea in my head or write down ideas in my notes and then i'll go back to those if i maybe i came up with a melody but i don't really know what i want to write about yeah. i'll go back into my phone and take one of those ideas and write a song about it it's just as simple as that. Some, I mean, yeah. you know, you could start one of these ideas and get a couple words down, and then you're, you're stuck at that point. And stuck. that happens, and you're just like, I, that's not happening today. But. That's a 30-second song. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. So when you, you sign with, with Wax Records, yep. you're still with them today? Yes, sir. Um, are you, like, so when you started working with them and then they signed you, what was that that gap? Was it to figure out whether... You had the chops, whether you could write your own material or whether you were just singing the hits. It was just to see how I felt about the whole situation. They were like, okay. you know, we don't want to push you into anything here. Uh-huh. We want you to get comfortable working with other artists and stuff. Because at that point, I mean, I, you know, I was 15, 16. I'd never worked with real artists before. I'd only played guitar and sang by myself. So yeah. it was for me to get comfortable doing stuff, you know, with other people learning how to write kind of in that little three months, getting comfortable with the label and making friends with everyone around there. And then after that, we kind of talked and they wanted to sign me still at that point. So Nice. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty. How, how old were you when they signed you? I was, uh, I was 16, I think, when I signed. And you, how old are you now? Uh, 19. 19. Damn, that's young, man. Yeah. I achieved a lot in 19 years. Yeah. That's great. Um, Congrats. How were your parents? Were they the pushy type? Were they, you know, do what you want to do? Oh, they, they're, my mom, my dad's like, my dad does whatever my mom tells him to do. So there's that. <laughs> but, and my mom has been the most supportive person out of anyone yeah. with all of this. You know, she, she's the one who, when I was 13, was like, let's get you a show here. Even sometimes I was too nervous to get a show. I was like, I don't want to play in front of these people. And she was like, well, you're, you know, you're doing it. So <laughs> you're, get out there. You know, she wouldn't force me to do it or anything, but yeah, yeah. she was always, you yeah. know, she was like, you're good enough to do it, Strongly so why not encouraging. do it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And even to this day, she still is, and they support, you know, 
I've taken the last year and a half off of school and they respect that very much and they support me all the way. Yeah. So have you finished school? Uh, High school, yeah. High school, you know. Um, Okay, so you get signed by Wax Records. Um, What do you focus on? Do you focus on working with other artists on their projects? Are you... Do they say, okay, we need a single, we need an album? Like, what does that whole process look like? So, in the last... Since... So, I had a summer full of shows. I was playing festivals and stuff like that. I released... The last release I had was early August. Might have been end of July, but uh, let's say early August. Yeah. Um, And the last show we had was September, and ever since... Well, no, not last show. We have have a few shows here and there, but last, like, big kind of festival kind of show was in early September. And then I've just pretty much been writing songs every day since then, gathering as many as I possibly can. And so now we're at the stage where we're choosing the best ones and we're deciding which ones we want to release for this year. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get another single out by early April, maybe end of April, depending on then, and have a release maybe in the middle of the summer, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just... Looking for the perfect songs, you know, and that, you know, as, as many songs as I've written, there might only be three songs that I actually will put out, you know? Yeah. And will you be, that's what I was going to go next. Are you looking at doing albums or releasing songs? Because what we're going with this is we've been talking to a lot of musicians about sort of the new model, and it's not necessarily releasing albums anymore. No. A lot of people sort of like, you know, you look at a, like, we've talked like a USS or even Alexis on Fire now, and again, recognize that they're older and sort of later on in their careers, but. They're just sort of dripping music out. Yep. To keep the keep the audience exactly excited and activated. That's a, so we we try and do it, um, you know, four or five months apart. But instead yeah. of albums, either you know, four song EP or just a single or something. That usually we'll do a single and then an EP. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe I put a, a full album out if one of my songs really caught on radio. Which yeah. you know, for now, my songs have been doing great at streaming, but we haven't mm-hmm. had too much success with radio and. I don't see any point in releasing a whole bunch of songs if they're not all going to get listened to. Sure. So, yeah, you know, release one or two songs at a time and slowly deal them out to people and yeah. see how they receive it. How do you find that with you? You talked about, you know, you've had success, like you did one single that a million, over a million views, million yeah. two, million three. Yeah. What song was that? Letting, Letting go. go. So that was the first song I released and it did, Damn. it did over two million streams. It did like a million and a half on Spotify yeah, and then another on to, uh, Apple. That is so cool. Like, what goes through your mind? Like, well, holy crap. I was, like, <laughs> I was, uh, I put that song out and I was like, oh, you know, like, mom and dad are going to listen to it. The, the fellas are going <laughs> to take a listen, you know. And in the first week, it did like 150,000 streams. And I was like, I don't have that many friends. So I, <laughs> there's no way it was just them, you know. And that's, that's when it felt, you know, it was nice to see the people listen to the song that I wrote and actually understood what I was saying and in, you know, could sit there yeah. and get it. Yeah. What and is, that means a lot. What is that song about? It's about a girl. Not the best girl in the world. You know how <laughs> things go. Things go and south. Now, now and we're digging deep. Now we're digging. It's about a girl. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let's have a, let's have a sit down. <laughs> yeah. And, well, listen, good things happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't for She's her. She's worth hey. two million streams. There you go. <laughs> that is. Has she come calling since? No. No. <laughs> there was some I hes- don't think she likes me too much. There was some hesitation there. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like, what is, like, a two million streams? Does that, like, what does that translate to? Like, are people now calling you? 
to book? Is that, is that how you got the Boots and Hearts? And- I'll get um, so the Boots and Hearts. My agent would have got so she would have got in touch with them, and yeah. they would have dealt with that. Um, but for that, it's kind of two million streams is is amazing. It's it's it you know it's not like I'm at the top or anything, but it gets you know I'll, I'll play shows here and there, and there's always like I'll go to Peterborough, and they'll be like seven or eight people out there who are there because they've listened to my song all the time and they're there to see me and they'll come and get pictures and stuff and that's, that's so cool it's the best feeling in the world you know yeah, yeah, someone's like someone's like oh can i get your autograph or something and i was just like why would you want my, my <laughs> this autograph sucks um and it's it's just it's it's a good feeling you know and, and having people reach out to you on instagram or something saying oh you know i've been listening to your song all morning or something like yeah. that the just little things like that that's what you get and it feels great yeah was boots and hearts your first big I'd played I'd played a few festivals in the summer that were big but not that big, not yeah. that many people. So that I'd say was probably my biggest performance. So tell me about that. What's your you're going up and playing I have no clue what like what the numbers are. But it's a it's a big brand. Yeah, it was um see so for me I was the first act of the day. Okay. And the people there had said to me they were like that was you know, one of the best opening days we'd seen all, like, at least that weekend, it was the best one they'd seen, and the most people came out, and I'll never forget the feeling I got when, I, I had no idea how many, I was worried, you know, maybe there'll be 20 people out there sure. to see me today, and there, it was full. Though, like, Early morning, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were people everywhere, and I was singing my one song, Home, and at the, I stopped singing, and they sang all the words to You're it, and I was like, me. I couldn't believe it, I was like, that is... how do you guys know my song, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How the heck does that happen? Yeah, yeah. no, it's a good feeling. Not on the radio. Um, that is really cool playing playing that gig. How like how long did you play? How many songs were you? I played for twenty five minutes, so I did about six songs. All originals, all your stuff. All originals except for one. Which one, Neil Young? Tell me, you played Neil Young. No, I did Slow Hands by Niall Horan. That's that's fine. It's <laughs> it, did, it did the job. It did the job. Um. You're also involved in like charity stuff besides, you know, playing for Motion Ball. I've been the last the last three years I've been doing Movember. Not yeah. that I can, I mean, the best mustache I can get, it's not too much. But uh, I've been trying my best to raise money and get involved with that as much as I can every year. And, yeah. I, and I, I appreciate that. I wanted, wanted to go there because y- you have a personal story of why you support Movember. Yeah, so my uncle actually... He was diagnosed with prostate cancer about, oh, when it was, he didn't tell anyone in the family really at the time what he, what was going on, yeah. but it was about seven years or so ago, and, you know, we all found out, and when I found out, I was kind of like, you know, it, it's, it, you hate to hear that that happened to someone so close to you, and, you know, that, that uncle of mine's, you know, he's one of the best guys I know, so if there's anything I can do to help, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do, you and know. And that's great, because, you know... To me, Movember has been all, uh, very personal to me. My dad got diagnosed 25 years ago, and he's still with us. So awesome. thank you for what you're yeah. doing for that as no, well. of course. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell me about your, your working relationship with uh, Alyssa Reed. 
Alyssa Reed. Yeah. Alyssa she, is she signed, signed to the same? Yeah, yeah, okay. she is. Alyssa Reed, I wrote my first song with Alyssa Reed. Uh, oh, so I've known her since. The, she, was, she was there uh, with the owner of the label when I was found. She actually is the one who pointed me out. She was like, you go listen to him. He's in the, there's this guy in the lobby and he's singing. And, uh, man, she's been one of my best friends for the last, you know, four years or whatever. So we get along very well. I think she's one of the most talented people I've ever met. Uh, yeah. Especially when it comes to writing, and obviously her voice is amazing, but man, she's a phenomenal writer, and I love any chance I get to work with her, and she's an amazing person. So, so how was that experience writing your first song with her? It was fun. She's, she was always really good at getting me to open up in the writing room and, and you know, to get actually say my ideas instead of sit there and be quiet. Yeah. Um, so I, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be writing songs today, for sure. Wow. Mm. And you've done some collaborations as well? Yeah, we wrote a song called Somebody Like You. We wrote it at the beginning of the summer last year and then recorded it and released it as a single yeah. uh, in, it was about July. And how's that doing? Did great at stream. We got, you know, it got, got a few spins on radio here and there. It's, it's done great well, with cool. streams. It's, it's about 500,000 on Spotify and another like 450 on Apple. Yeah. So it's doing good. What tell me what is it about working with? I wanted to stay on uh, on Alyssa Reed. Um, what is it about working with talent like that? That does it inspire you? Does it get you make you nervous? Or depends on the situation. If it's if it's a day where I'm kind of off and I'm and well, at least that I think my ideas aren't really too good, then that kind of stresses you out a bit because someone that amazing, it's like, you know, you want to contribute, you want to make the song as great as she's going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for the most part, writing with her is just, it's fun to watch, you know? It's, it's exciting because you know that the song you're going to get out of is going to be amazing. And I'll, I'll come up with an idea and she'll just make it that much better, you know? Yeah. And in terms of, would you consider yourself a solo artist or... Do you have the same band that you play with all the time? Uh, same guys always play with me. Yeah. Uh, the project. And they're with Wax as well. Uh, no. Oh. Okay. They're just they're just musicians. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're the same guys every time. It's I'd say though my project is definitely just a solo project. But yeah. I love playing with those guys any chance I get. So. Yeah, I'm curious whether or not you've ever thought of like having the band. I have actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll see. Maybe one of these days I will get a band going. But yeah. Interesting. So what's next? Like 2020, what is what is what is this year hold for you? Goal for me is to keep writing songs and just to keep getting better and better at it. I really want to get some more music out and hope that it does well. Uh, in the last little while, I've been, you know, I kind of I want to get down to Nashville a little more and do a lot more writing there because okay. I, I love the songs I get when I go there. So we'll see how that goes. So what is it cool. about Nashville? Like, uh, you know, other than being like the capital it's just the, music. Like, the talent there. The, okay. the the writers are just phenomenal. They're just it's a different style than you get here, you know. Okay. What's the style? It's it's real country music, you know. <laughs> it's like it's it's I just love sitting in those rooms, you know. Yeah. And it, it just the whole environment, you know, it's just the town itself is you anywhere you go there's you can hear music in the streets, you know. Yeah, and for it's country sure. music. That's cool. So what do, what are you what are you listening to now? I listen What's to a lot of you? So in my, my, not the stuff that I would, you know, necessarily put out because, I mean, there's there's definitely an audience for it, but I find people aren't listening to it as much these days. But I, lo I love old country so much. So like I've been listening to a lot of Hank Williams, a lot of Waylon Jennings, that kind of stuff in the last little while. Yeah. And I find that that's kind of translated into my songwriting. So I've been starting to write a lot more, you know, soulful country songs. Yeah. Um, 
that kind of thing, and I love it. I I can't get enough of it. Awesome, man. Listen, one fi- one final question uh, that I have is: you know, you've been in the business for a few years now, um, signed to record label. You played a bunch of festivals. How do you figure out? Because you know, you know, just from me on the outside, you know, Greg's been in music for a long time. Um, you've been in for a little while. What's the business model these days with music? Is it playing live? Is it uh, getting a million streams and, and as much as you can? Like where, where's the success? I don't want to say where's the success, right? Because, you know, with art, there's different, you know, yeah. definitions of success, right? But where's sort of the, you know, where does the, what's the business model, I guess? I'd say today, um, yeah. the way I've seen it going is, Streams are very important. That's pretty much all. Nobody's buying songs anymore. Everyone's streaming them. Yeah. Um, and especially with social media coming onto the scene, it's that's a huge part of it, and that's how people are, you know, yeah. making it these days at least. Sure. So. Awesome. If people want to find you, get in touch with you, discover your music, where's the best place they can go for that? Um, Owen Barney Music is my Instagram. Owen Barney Music is my Facebook. And believe it or not, it is also my website, owenbarneymusic.com. Awesome. Go check him out. Owen, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks we for really joining appreciate us. It. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. it. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks.